and what a treat as we start things off with our good friend Brian Jones of Geo and Jones in the morning. And you can see him all day today on CBS with Tennessee and Alabama. My friend, how are you? Hey, man. I'm glad somebody happy to talk to me. You sound ecstatic. I I talk to me at 8. I'm a little different. But But right now at noon Eastern, we got kickoff. I'm excited. And and I started by saying what a wild season it's been so far. Six unbeatens fell last week. Uh, How many do you think will fall today? We have six in action. I'm not so sure that we'll have as much uh, turbulence as we experienced last week, but we'll definitely have more as the season goes on. But uh, that was interesting to watch the number of dominoes fall, uh, and we come be- become accustomed to that. That's why we love the game, all the uncertainty from week to week. Washington, the state of Washington, with their big programs, really took a hit with, with UW and, and Wazoo going down. So, uh, you know, I, I, we love it. It's unexpected. Uh, some up, sometimes we can pinpoint where we think there'll be a, a big upset. You know, I, I think Syracuse and Miami may be one we could, we could focus on. That should be an interesting matchup. Uh, and, and so, uh, you know, you never know, but, uh, that's why we tune in, so we can see stuff like that happen. And we will be tuning in, 3.30 Eastern Time, CBS Today, Tennessee, Alabama. You know, the Crimson Tide have been so good, it's becoming boring right now. You just want to fast <laughs> forward to the Iron Bowl. Uh, you know, with Tennessee coming in the way they are, do you see Nick Saban letting up, quote-unquote, against uh, Tennessee and Butch Jones? No, and, and he's coach, Saban has been preaching against that since that uh, press conference, post-game press conference after the, the Texas A&M win a couple weeks ago. He was talking about the rat poison, if you recall, and, yep. and how uh, his players uh, uh, may consume too much of the uh, the uh, praise that the, the, the media is throwing out there. But it's hard not to take notice of Alabama's dominance and, and not praise a, another stellar unit that he has been able to field. Uh, no one reloads like, like Alabama and, and Nick Saban and his staff. So you have to take notice of that or I guess we could take the alternate route and say hey they stink they suck uh, but we would just be lying to ourselves and he knows that but I can uh, I understand where he's coming from uh, you, you really have to block out all the the applause and then just focus on that opponent even though if you, you got one limping in the way Tennessee is having won a, a an SEC conference game this year they haven't scored a touchdown in 10 quarters uh, they've been close and as coach Saban said they, they could be five and one you know, except for that Georgia blowout, they were in these other ball games uh, last week, South Carolina, and and, and the, of course uh, a few weeks ago versus uh, Florida, and they lost on the hell mary. So a team that is reeling, but you still uh, can't look down on any opponent. You have to come out and try to play your best, and that's what Coach Saban has been preaching to his charges. And I look for him to do that. One of the big games this week, USC Notre Dame, as we talk with our good friend Brian Jones of CBS Sports Radio and CBS. Uh, and CBS Sports Network as well. And no margin for error for either the Trojans or the Fighting Irish. But just how good are both right now? Both come in with just one loss. And, of course, the Irish's loss to Georgia, uh, a one-point loss, looking much better as the weeks go on. Yeah, they've been able to run the rock on everyone except for Georgia. Average about 300 yards uh, on the ground, and they only had 55 versus Georgia. But that bodes well for them. I think you learn from those lessons. They went up against a fast physical Georgia defense. They couldn't catch up with them and, and, and really uh, make any hay with that running game. So uh, I, I think you learn from that, and you're going up against a USC defensive line that has been really banged up. Unfortunately, their their nose tackle, uh, Josh Fatu, was involved in a car accident uh, earlier this week and not sure if he's going to suit up. He was in the concussion protocol, had some more attrition on that line, may have a couple of freshmen that get to start today, and then we'll see how they hold up against that big – 
Notre Dame offensive line. I think the key for Notre Dame is going to be their quarterback play. Sam Darnold uh, had the first game of the season where he didn't throw a pick, so he's rounding into shape, has some excellent talent, and Burnett at the wide receiver position. Of course, that running game with Ronald Jones. But Brandon Wimbush didn't play two weeks out versus UNC. He's back as a quarterback. He's only hit 70% in one football game this year, and that was Michigan State, and he played pretty damn well on the road in that one. So they've got to get him right because he's a 50% passer. And I think the passing game is going to have to really – uh, play a huge part for, for Notre Dame in this one. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Fun time over for Penn State, which is Michigan tonight, and then Ohio State. They've looked so great so far, but how do they get through these next two? Well, they have to worry about the, the one in front of them, and, and you're right. Uh, Penn State has looked well, but you look at that offensive line, there's one glaring issue. I think it's the offensive line. Uh, they haven't been that great, giving up the last few ball games a ton of sacks, about 13 of them. So they've got to really uh, hold up against a Michigan defense, just lights out. Uh, they they are, have to be the most rested defense in all of college football. Opponents are only converting 20% of their third downs uh, against this team. So they are, are, are pretty good, and, and I, I look for Michigan to be stout defensively. Offensively, they've been very challenged. Uh, that's been the, the, the problem. O'Corn, of course, taking over for Wilton Spade. His last couple ball games, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. He has to play well. Karan Higdon uh, did rush for over 200 last week there at Indiana, the first time a Michigan back has gone for over 200 since Mike Hart back in 07, I believe it was. So uh, Trace McSorley, I think, will be the key. You know they're going to stack the box and try to stop, stop Saquon Barkley, who hasn't had no huge breakout games here of, of late. So if they can stop him, uh, I think Trace McSorley has got to use his feet with that leaky offensive line and, and try to uh, extend some drives and, and ultimately get in the end zone. I like Penn State and a squeaker. Okay, I'll take that. I think this is going to be a very close game. And, you know, but for as good as a coach as Jim Harbaugh is and has been, how the Wolverines end up with such a weak offensive line this year? And will that be their undoing? Well, it's, you know, it's about the X's and the O's, but it's also about the Jimmys and the Joes. Uh, so it's one thing to have a vibrant offensive mind and a philosophy, but if you're not uh, bringing the guys in that could, that could put that in motion, uh, you, you're going to have trouble scoring. And, and Michigan has definitely had trouble scoring. They've had trouble in the red zone uh, this season. So it, it's about going out there and recruiting the right type of guys. Well, Corn, of course, started his career at the University of Houston and just hadn't fared well. That offensive line uh, hasn't done a great job for the most part this season. So uh, you got to go out there and recruit. It's about <laughs> recruiting. Well, Clemson has a lot of depth as we talk with our good friend Brian Jones of Geo and Jones in the Morning on CBS Sports Radio. And you can watch him all day today on CBS with Tennessee and Alabama coming up at 3.30 Eastern time. Clemson idle this week and a chance for Kelly Bryant to rest after suffering a concussion. You still feel after the loss at Syracuse that they're one of the two top teams in the nation? Yeah, I think they'll be right back where they were. The defense didn't play up to, to, to par uh, versus Syracuse, and I, I think they'll get back to that uh, that that uh, you know top five defensive performances that we've be, become accustomed to seeing. And and it's, it's difficult week in and week out, as I as we were discussing earlier. I, you know, Nick Saban does a great job of having his charges ready uh, each week and not listening to the hype. And I'm not saying that that Clemson is listening to the hype, but they've seen this movie before. They lose to Pittsburgh last year at home. So you get an early loss, and now you know what you have to do to recover from that. They've done it, and let's see if they can do it again. And I mentioned at the top of the show it's been such a wild last couple of weeks. Is there any way to explain that? No, it's just college football. you got 18-, 19-, 20-year-olds. It's hard to keep your attention span, and, and that's what makes it so cool and makes it so difficult as well. 
Uh, you go out each week, and, and you know, if you're a big-time program, you know people are going to be aiming for you. And, and so you just have to find a way to, to get a win, whether it's one to nothing or it's 30 to nothing. You know, just post a W, and, and, and that's the joy in it, that uh, each week you're not going to bring your A game. Sometimes you don't even bring your B game. But if you can find a way to win, that's the key. Finally, Scott Frost ran the scout team this week at Central Florida for their matchup at Navy since he was well adroit with the wishbone and, uh, and, and the option but didn't want to teach it. Is Texas called to have you make a cameo at practice facing Man, Oklahoma listen, State? I've seen that video, and I am so jealous of Coach Frost. 42 years old, and he was running around like he was 22 years old. And here's a guy who played extensive, uh, had an extensive NFL career. And if I had tried to do that, I'd pull every muscle in my body. <laughs> well, so uh, kudos <laughs> to Coach Frost. He's got a tough one, UCF. At Navy and that Navy option with Zach Aby, man, whole lot of shaking going on when my man Aby gets the ball. But uh, he's got those twelve rushing touchdowns and Navy leading the country with almost four hundred yards rushing, coming off that loss where Aby had the five turnovers at Memphis. But he's going up against a stout defense. Watch out, uh, Shaquem Griffin at linebacker and Pat Jasinski uh, for uh, the Knights of, of UCF. They're only allowed about one hundred and ten yards on the ground, but I think they give up uh, a little bit more than that. But I think they win the game. Maybe I shouldn't out him, but when I spoke to Scott Frost earlier in the week, I said, how you feeling? And his first reaction was, oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little sore. Yeah. He put the helmet on it and everything. I'd, I'd pull a muscle just putting the helmet on. Man. Absolutely. I said, that, that was very impressive with Coach Frost. I said, welcome to the 40s. But, hey, you know what? He's, he's an inspiration for all of us, as are you, my friend. And we look forward to watching you on Tennessee, Alabama today on CBS. And we'll see you later in the week here in the studio. Thanks for a couple you of minutes. You got it, Act. All right.